Welcome to Dear Younger Me, a Christian podcast created to help get you to a place of healing and step into the life that God has for you. My name is Whitney. I'm 28 years old. I'm a nurse and a lover of Jesus, and I am your host. I'm super excited to be here. We have been going strong this year, so we took a quite a holiday in December and January to kind of regroup and plan the podcast for the year. Super excited for everything that's coming in 2024, especially the guests that will be coming, talking about so many good topics that I cannot wait to share with you all. But today, we are going to be talking about pursuing holiness. And this topic is something that God has just convicted me on as the years have gone on, as I've gotten older, as I've started to pursue Him more. You see, when you get closer to God, things just start to fall off. You just can't take everything with you anymore. And for me, that has looked like the way I dress, the music I listen to, how I spend my free time what I'm doing on the weekends, um, if I'm drinking alcohol, the friends I'm hanging out with. I mean, I'm not kidding when I never thought that, like right now I'm like, I love God, I'm intimate with God, like I have a relationship with God. But five, 10 years ago, I thought I had a relationship with God. And I did. It's just crazy the amount of growth. The closer you get to God, the more you spend time in his presence in the secret place, in the throne room, the more you just, you want to be holy for him because he's so holy. He is pure love. And it's so hard to not have things fall off. I, I truly believe that if you're walking with God and you're getting closer to him and you're being intimate with him and you're putting him first and you're in your word, I've truly never met anybody that hasn't had crazy convictions And honestly, it excites me for the future, what's to come, because I'm like, this is like truly the first year I felt like, I mean, I really started to prioritize God and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. So, you know, 10 years ago when I was going to church on Sunday, but I wasn't living for Jesus. Yeah, I just, wow. Thank you, Jesus, for resurrection life. Thank you for transformation. You know, it's not always just like a a snap of a finger. You're changed, you know? Some people it is like that for. I've seen crazy testimonies and that's beautiful, but God has really done a work in me and he's still working on me. Let me tell you that for free, but it's beautiful to look back and see little high school me just absolutely wrestling with the deepest and darkest depression and anxiety and had went to that retreat that I've talked about in previous episodes, you know, really saw God show up. And I feel like I just got a taste of what was to come. And I, you know, I led retreats and I, and I remember saying when I was leading retreats to the kids, it was high school students when I started to lead and I would be like, you know, we'd, we'd be saying goodbye to them and we'd have our, like our final talk of encouragement and whatever. And I would be like, don't forget what you found here. The love that is here 
is so special. It's the love of God. Don't, don't leave it here either. You know, like if I could go back and I could tell, you know, 16, 17 year old me that was leading these retreats, don't forget what you found on this retreat, but don't leave it in these four walls either. I think I said something like that, but now that I'm older, I'm just like, you were filled up here. You know, you felt the love of God. You felt the presence of God. You felt the Holy Spirit. Now go empty it on everybody that you encounter because that is the true heart of God. We get filled up. We, you know, that's why we go to church. That's why we go to things throughout the week. You know, we're getting filled up, but in our daily lives, we're supposed to be emptying that out on our classmates, our peers, our coworkers, the homeless person we ran into on the street, um, that person in the gas station, like it's simple acts of obedience like this that you will start to truly walk in the authority that God has given to you and you will start to see things. And I'm on this journey myself, so we're doing it together. But pursuing holiness, the topic of this episode is truly the thing that I have been desiring most for myself Hebrews 12, 14 says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So this verse is saying the people that lack peace, the people that lack holiness, that will serve as just a wall between you and God. And honestly, like, I can tell you from my own story that I never really experienced the sustaining peace of God for long periods of time until I started to give up the ways of the world. There's this sermon, I've actually seen it multiple times, where the pastor is on this ladder on the stage when he's giving the message. And there's two different ladders. And if you can get this mental picture in your head, think of those ladders that have like two different sides. So it looks like kind of like an A. So there's two of those A-shaped ladders and he's right in the middle. And he is climbing with one foot on each ladder. And he gets to a point, not even very far up, where he's like, I have to choose like which ladder I'm going to be on. I can't keep going up both. And they always relate that to the world and, you know, the narrow way or, or the path of a Christian, God's way, holiness, um, righteousness. And man, so many of us are sitting with both feet straddling those two ladders. We're in the world and we love Jesus, but there has to come a point where you stop pursuing the ways of the world and you start pursuing holiness. Because in order to be in the presence of God, the true presence of God, and for that to be sustained, you have to pursue holiness. You have to pursue his ways. You have to start being obedient. God is so graceful and merciful that I can, I'm a living testimony that he chases people down. He's never like, oh, you've done too much. There is only limited time on this earth. You know, we were not guaranteed tomorrow. And I know some of us feel like we're infinite and maybe nothing's ever happened to you that has really turned on that 
alarm. You know, I know mine got turned on when my dad died when I was 14. And I just, I saw tons of loss and just saw an anxiety and depression and a ton of mental illness in my own family. And I was just like, that was my, that was my eye-opening moment. And for me, this journey has been slow. You know, I don't feel like anything with God is ever quick. He wants to teach us something. He wants to change our hearts. And for me, my testimony has just been this slow burn of getting to know the Lord, of stepping into the freedom that He has to offer, of stepping into this just place of knowing my true identity. I wanted to talk about this book I read last year called Imagine Heaven. And I want to talk about it because it has been something that has really changed my life and inspired me to want to be holy, to want to be like Jesus, which is really, I think, the entire purpose of pursuing holiness is so that God's ways become our ways, that we deny our flesh and we start to habitually do as Jesus would have done and allowing ourselves to just be a vessel for the Lord's work. A lot of prayer, answered prayers and just different things in life are actually people doing those things. Have you ever thought about a time, you know, God answered a prayer? How many times has it been through a person? Seriously. I mean, whether it's a person giving their time or their money or an encouraging word, I mean, God uses us and just to be used as a vessel, you have to pursue holiness in order to be used. Um, You have to lay down your life. And that book, Imagine Heaven, that I want to talk about, just talks about so many people that have had near-death experiences and they all describe the Lord and seeing Him in the same way, which is just like the most light and love you've ever encountered in your entire being, in your entire existence. I just think of you know the moment that I encounter God in the kingdom, like won't I want to be the most holy version of myself? You know, won't I want to be like Jesus? I mean, wouldn't it be so weird to be like, yeah, God, like I'm here, but you know, I still do this, 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 and this. Like, no, like I want to be the most holy version of myself so that I can be in the midst of the Father, like so that I can have the true, true, true joy of the kingdom of heaven. And I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel about it. I feel like this practicing holiness now is just preparing us for eternity, um, worshiping God. And if, if you can't, if you can't be humble now, if you can't submit yourself now to Jesus, what makes you think that you're going to do that in heaven? You know, there's this Bible verse that I wanted to read. It says, it's actually 2 Corinthians. I'm going to pull it up on my Bible app. 517. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I love that Bible verse. Because in God, we are a new creation. The old us is gone and we are laying down our lives to be purified and sanctified. By the holiest. And I think that, you know, not everybody listening to this right now is going to be ready to hear these words. I know if I would have gotten this 10 years ago, 
in my ears. I don't know if I've been ready for it, but I do pray right now that anybody listening has ears to hear, that this message does not fall upon deaf ears, that pursuing holiness now is going to do yourself a great justice because pursuing holiness now means that you'll be closer to the Father sooner rather than later. And we don't know that later is guaranteed. We don't even know if tomorrow is guaranteed. I want to talk about what holiness even means. Because I might be sitting here going on this spiel and you're just like, what the heck even is holiness? Because I was talking in the beginning about, you know, things falling off of me that weren't holy and becoming more like God. But holiness is defined as being separate or set apart. And if you think of what we've been talking about, God is holy. He's the most holy. He's separate from us. He's separate from sin. And through the blood of Jesus, we are made holy. So that's why it's so important to not only, you know, accept the Lord as your Savior, plead the blood of Jesus, but also put Him on the throne as your Lord. When Jesus becomes the Lord of your life, that's when the transformation happens. That's when God can truly work. Because if he's not the Lord of your life, guess what? That means the world is the Lord of your life. That means something else in the world is the Lord of your life. And that will never lead to holiness. Because it's without God. I really love this verse in... 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I love that. It just goes to show that we are a chosen people by God that we're set aside, we are to be set apart, to be holy, so that when people see us on the streets, like we look different. That's the call of Christians. In Matthew 11, 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There's so much to learn about Jesus in the Gospels just how kind he was and how forgiving and merciful he was. But I think the greatest gift we have is just to be able to not only read the, read the word and find out about Jesus, but we get to have a relationship with Jesus and we get to talk to him and pray to him. And so if you feel like you're at that crossroads with the ladder that I was talking about earlier, talk to Jesus. There is nothing that the Lord wants more than to have a relationship with his people, to have a relationship with you. And if you're listening and you're like, wow, I have been thinking about this. Like there has been some things in my life that God has convicted me of. And I didn't even know that was like a thing. It is a thing, and it's God trying to bring you closer. And maybe you've never been in relationship with God. 
and this is your chance and you don't have to come clean. That's the point of Christianity is you can come as you are, but God will not keep you that way. He's going to transform you. He's going to make you more like him. He's going to bring you into the revelation of him sending his son to die on a cross and that his son's blood covers every sin, every blemish upon you, and that you're actually made clean through Jesus, that you don't need to even come clean because he's paid the price. He's already won. He's already been victorious. He's already done it. So you just get to plead the blood. You get to stand in victory. I think I just want to end with encouraging you, as I'm also encouraging myself, to find friends that are pursuing holiness to find people that are pursuing to be more like Jesus, that confess the sins that they're dealing with, that confess the struggles that they're having so that you can pray for them, that you can walk alongside them as Jesus does a work in them, as you encourage them. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I need more people in my life that I can confess to and I can humble myself to instead of, you know, being in this world and having to put on this face that everything's okay. And, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to say, Hey, I'm struggling here. I don't want to be that Christian that acts like I'm just holier than thou. I'm above everyone. Like, no, Jesus is above everyone, but I am, I'm struggling, you know? I'm struggling to walk in holiness, to walk in faith sometimes. And I think part of pursuing holiness is just laying it all out, laying everything out at the feet of Jesus, casting your crowns down, getting on your knees, washing feet, becoming humble and lowly like Jesus was. Psalm 25, 9 actually says he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. So if we allow ourselves to become humble, to submit to the Lord, he'll teach us. He's the greatest teacher. So I just want to pray for you guys um, as we wrap up here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the person on the other side of this screen, on the other side of this headphone, whatever you're listening on. I thank you that you have plans for them, Jesus. I just declare Jeremiah 29, 11 over them right now that you have plans to prosper them, Jesus. And that while we may not know your plans, Jesus, that we trust you. We trust that you have a way. We trust that you are near to the brokenhearted, that you are near to those struggling, Jesus. And we just pray that you comfort them right now, that you just allow them to be their most vulnerable self. I just pray for submission, Jesus, submission in the hearts of those listening, that they just become in alignment with you, Lord, and your words and your truth, that knowing it's the only way, Jesus, that it's the way that brings true life. And thank you for just loving us, Jesus, and 
that your mercies are new every single morning and that you don't give up on your people. We just thank you for your presence. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dear Younger Me. If you like what you're listening to, leave us a review or a rating and tell your friends and family. If there's anything that you would like to hear on the podcast or you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is Podcast underscore. We love you guys so much. Thank you again for listening. It means the world to us. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time.